0: Thank you for listening to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast, located here in Pasco, Washington, where lives are still being changed for Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoy it. Said um, when you place a spoon in a glass of water that's only two-thirds full, it appears that the spoon is bent or broken. This is called refraction. We know that the spoon is neither bent or broken. It simply looks that way because of the light. As the light passes through the water, a distortion is created. The world in which we are living in has created a refraction. It has created a distorted view of life. So the people are looking at life and living life a way that the secular culture has defined it. Actually creating a refracted view of reality. In fact, if you look at the world order closely, it will make you think your faith is broken. But it is not that your faith is broken. It is that the distorted view of this world order um, being applied to your faith. And so I want to take a look this morning at a woman. There's a woman in our story we're about to read. She chose the road of faith. And so she not only changed her life, amen, or her circumstances, amen, she changed her culture. So in Ruth 1, 1 through 22, says this is a long scripture In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a man in Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was uh, Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two uh, sons were Mahalon and Chilion. They were the Ephradiites, I think, of Bethlehem and Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech and his, and, but Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the, one of them was Orpha; the other name of them was Ruth. They lived there about 10 years. And both uh, Mahalon and Chilion died. So that the woman uh, was left without her two sons and without her husband. Then she arose with her two daughter-in-laws to return to the country of Moab. For she had heard that the fields, in the fields of Moab that the Lord had visited his people and given them food. So she set out from that place where she was with her two uh, daughter-in-laws and they went on the way and returned to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughter-in-laws, go return each of you to your mother's house. May the Lord deal with you kindly uh, as for you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you might find rest each of you in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them, and they lifted up their voices and wept. And they said to her, no, we will not return, amen, with you to your people. So they wanted to go, amen, with her. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go on with me? Yet I have, yet have I yet uh, sons in my womb that I may become, amen, that they may become your husbands? Turn back my daughters, go your way for I am too old and have to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and you should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they are grown? Will you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, for it is exceedingly bitter to me for your sake that the hand of the Lord has gone out against me. Then they lifted up their voices and wept. Then Orpha kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And she said, See, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, Do not urge me to leave. You or return from following you. For where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God shall be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me and more also. If anything but death parts from, parts me from you, And Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her. She said, No more. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred up because of them. And the woman said, Is this Naomi? She said to to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the the Almighty has dealt with me uh, bitterly. And it goes on to say, and I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me? The Almighty has brought calamity upon me. So Naomi returned, and Ruth, with Ruth, the Moabite, amen, her daughter in law, with her, and they returned from the country of Moab, and they went to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. Amen. We're going to jump down to uh, Ruth's 2 1 through 7. Now, Naomi had uh, a relative of her husband, a worthy man, um, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth, the Moabite, said to Naomi, let me go to the field and glean among the ears of grain after uh, him whose sight I shall find favor. And she said to her, go, my daughter. So she uh, set out and went and gleaned in the field. After the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. Amen. And so it goes on to say, and Boaz came from Bethlehem, and he said to the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they, and they answered, the Lord bless you. Then Boaz said to his young man, who is this uh, in charge of the reapers? Who is this young w- woman? Amen. And it goes on to say, and the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered, she is a young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she continued from early morning until now, except a man for short rest. Let's pray this morning. God, we praise you. We thank you, Lord God for the power of the Holy Spirit, that you can minister, Lord God, to your people, that you can minister to our hearts and to our lives. In the precious name of your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so first I want to take a look at the famine. And so there had been a great famine in the land. And so Elimelech was from one of the 12 tribes of uh, Judah. And so this name, Amen, you Eph- Ephraites means to be fruitful. And so these were the people, amen, that the Savior Jesus Christ would be born from. Malachi 5, I mean Micah 5, 2 says, But you, O Bethlehem, are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth... uh, From me, one who is to be ruler Israel, who's coming uh, forth is from of old, from ancient days. And so because of the famine, this man, Elimelech, decides to pluck his wife, his sons, amen, from God's people. And so he, he takes them, and so he takes them to a foreign land. And not only does he take them to a foreign land, he takes them to a foreign land where there's ungodly people. Then him and his sons end up dying in an unknown land. I mean, I say that it's an unknown land, but it was known, amen, to the children of Israel that they should not go there. But he does it anyways. So Elimelech, instead of staying with his people and enduring difficult times, ends up leaving, amen. And something worse ends up up happening to him than if he would have stayed in his homeland. Think about this. There's, there's times that will come, amen, in our lives that there'll be difficulties. And so it'll look better for us to go somewhere else. But in the end, it's not going to be better for us. I remember there were some guys that were in ministry in our church. And so they ended up leaving and going to one of the other sister churches because they said that was, there was too much competition among the men there in the church. And so what ended up happening is that there was a transition. And so their pastor became our pastor. And the pastor that we had ended up backsliding. And in the end, they ended up leaving the will of God. Because they didn't like to transition Amen. They didn't de- they de- like, amen, difficulty in their life. That's what it came down to. And so they, they left our church because of di- difficulty and then there was a change and then they had another reason why they wanted to leave the church. And so they, they went ahead and left the church. If they would have stayed, amen, where they, they were called to, to they probably would have made it for God. And so when hard times hit, if we uproot ourselves from where God has placed us, we might not make it to see all that God has for us. And so have you ever thought that the grass is greener on the other side? That it might be better for you to go somewhere else than when you are now. We just heard the testimony this morning. Our brother was trying to look for a job somewhere else. Amen. And God blessed him where he was at. Amen. That's, that's when you go through difficulties in life. You know, God can do that. When you start to, uh, saying to yourself, the place where I am now is, is difficult and unfavorable, the devil will start to paint a better picture, amen, for you to be somewhere else. But it's not, a be, amen, it's, it, it won't be better for you in the long run. You must trust in God and believe he has a bigger plan for your life than the one that you are seeing at the moment. And so the place where you are now is the best place because God has put you there. Amen. There's, uh, you know, so many reasons that we can make up that we want to leave the place where we're at or the will of God. Amen. We struggle with this. I've struggled with this in my own life. Amen. But as I stuck it through, as I've served God where he has called me to s- serve him, I have seen God move. Amen. I have seen God advance my life because I've 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 planted myself, amen, in in a place where God wants to move, even though like I said it does not seem favorable. Amen. That's where God wants to move. I want to take a look secondly. Amen. At bitterly. Now in our scripture, amen, we read Naomi. You never read that she is contesting with her husband about leaving her homeland to go somewhere else. And so because of this famine, they thought to themselves they needed to get out of their homeland. When there are difficult, amen, and dry areas in our lives, we will take the road that seems best. But the better-looking road will end up doing something to you in the long run. Ruth 1, 19 through 21 says, So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the woman said, Is this Naomi. She said to them, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt with me very bitterly. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why do you call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? And so the people of Bethlehem knew Naomi by her name. Think about this. Her name means pleasant. But when she goes to a foreign land, when she goes to a place where God has not called her to be, she comes back different. She comes back with a different spirit. It says when she return, it says when when she returned to the, her homeland, she refers to herself as Mara, which means bitter. Now she's bitter at life. Amen. Because of everything that has happened to her. You look at people in the Bible. Think about this. And when they get saved, God will change their name. But the the opposite, amen, ends up happening to Naomi. She doesn't keep her name, which means pleasant. She adopts the name, amen, of, of her life. What has happened in her life. And it is, it is bitter. It is Mara. And so what is coming out of Naomi's mouth is that the Lord has dealt with me very bitterly. But she has failed to realize all that has happened to her is because of her husband, amen, and her choosing. Naomi chose, amen, her own way. And when it didn't turn out the way she wanted to, she wants to blame God. And so, there's a lot of times we choose, amen, things in our life, and then they're not the best thing. And we want to throw the blame on God when things do not go on our, our way. And so, have you blamed God for something, amen, that, that you're responsible for? When you do something that is out of God's will, and things go sour for you, amen. We must take accountability for what we have done. And so by taking accountability for our actions, it will turn, amen, our hearts back towards God. Know that God loves you, amen, that he wants the best for you. But it's out of, a lot of times it's out of God's hands, it's out of God's control. I'm not saying that he can't turn the tides for you, which he can, amen, in a matter of time. Luke 15, 17 to 24 says, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. This is the particle, son. I will ray, arise and go to my father's house. I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran to embrace him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you in heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him and put on the ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf, and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead, and now is alive again. He he was lost, and now is found. And they began to celebrate. Amen. And I want you, amen, to realize this morning, amen, that that's what God wants to do for you. That's what God wants to do for your life. Amen. Just because, amen, we have taken us ourselves, amen, out of the will of God or out of what he has purposed. That doesn't mean that God can't restore. That doesn't mean that God can't move in our lives, amen. He, if we're willing, amen, to come back to him, to repent, to be sorrowful, amen, he, he's more than able, amen. I want to take a look at Ruth Leslie, and so she is blessed. And so, Ruth had, amen, an experience of loss also. She had lost her husband. She had lost her father-in-law. And not only that, she had lost her brother-in-law. But her response to her situation was different. Amen. 16 through 18 says, But Ruth said, Uh, Do not urge me to leave you or return from following your people, for where you go, I will go, and where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, your God shall be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord do so to me more, and also if anything but death parts uh, me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more. Amen. I want to give you a little background about Ruth. And so Ruth, she was a Moabite by birth. And so the Moabites were a tribe uh, descendant from Moab. And so this, the son of Lot, born of an incestuous relationship with his older daughter, And this is found in Genesis. From Zorah, amen, the cradle of this tribe on the southeastern border of the Dead Sea. And so they gradually spread over the region on the east of the Jordan. Shortly before the Exodus, the warlike Amorites crossed the Jordan River under uh, Shion. There the king drove the Moabites out from the region between a River Valley and the Jabbok River and occupied it, making Heshbon their capital. The Moabites were then confined to the territory of the Aaron Valley. And so Ruth was a descendant of the Israelites. That were broken, amen, apart by sin. Think about this. This is where this woman came from. Ruth knew her past. Ruth knew what had happened between Lot and his daughters. And so the Moabites were outcasts of Israel because of the separation by incest. Ruth also knew all the stories of old, Amen. The mighty deliverance from Egypt, the stories of the Red Sea, think about this. And so there was faith in Ruth, Amen, even though she was a half-breed. Even though she was a a, a castaway from 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 Amen her her own lineage. So but Ruth chose not to believe what she had been defied by all her life. She was able to break free of her past by clinging to God's people. And so you can say that even though, amen, uh, Naomi goes there, she was heaven sent. And so God can use, amen, any circumstances. And so I want to ask you a question this morning. Are you letting your past define you? And so Ruth had gone back to her people, just like her sister-in-law. You never hear anything about her sister-in-law. But Ruth clung, amen, to Naomi. She knew the story. She said, no, that's where I need to go. That's where I need to be. I need to be with God's people. That's where God can do something. That's where God can deliver me from my past. That's where God can deliver me from my bondage, from the curse, amen, that's been set upon me. She did not accept it. And so her situation changed. God changed her situation. Amen. I want to give you a definition of the name Ruth. It means companion, friend, vision of beauty. In the Bible, Ruth, amen, the Moabite, was a great-grandmother of King David. To think the life of this woman, amen, that Ruth came from. All the obstacles, amen, all the controversy in her life. But because of her faith, she was blessed and then later became the grandmother of a king. And not just a king, but the king of kings, which is Jesus Christ. And so thank God for the faith of Ruth. And not only did Ruth, amen, become full, amen, her mother in law once again became full because of this woman in the end they both became full Ruth 4:13 listen to what Naomi says Ruth 4:13 through 17 says so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife and she and he went into her and the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son then the woman said to Naomi blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day Without a redeemer, and may his name be renowned in all Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life, a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter in law, who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap. This is the mother in law. And she became his nurse. And the woman of the neighborhood gave him the name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi. The name of him is Obadiah. Oh, yeah. He was the father of Jesse, amen, which was the father of David, which later he became king. And think about this this woman's story. This tragic story of this woman, but because of her faith, amen, she's, she's written, not, not, not just written in the Bible, there, there's, there's a book named after this woman, and it's called the book of Ruth. And so with that said this morning, let's bow our head. You've just listened to the Potter's House Tri-Cities Podcast located here in Pasco, Washington. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you come back for more.